Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hey, this is Doc Washburn from KARN, Mark's affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas. Delighted to be filling in for the great one again. Look, if you haven't heard me before, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina. I got started in radio there as a DJ and music radio many, many years ago. Got into talk radio 23 years ago in Savannah, Georgia. And since then, I've done radio talk shows in Panama City, Florida, uh, my hometown of Charlotte. And now for the last five and a half years in Little Rock, Arkansas, a place where they have accepted me as one of their own. Even though I'd never seen Arkansas before, they flew me in to offer me a job back in 2014. Look, I want to start today talking about the impeachment and Spygate because they are both part of the same effort. Did you see Mark's show on the Fox News channel, Life, Liberty, and Levin, last night? He had former independent counsel for the Bill Clinton impeachment, Ken Starr, on with him. Now, Mark asked Judge Starr a very important question, and I've got a little clip from that I want to play for you. Guys, let's, uh, let's play Cut 12. Go. Do you think this is an effort to overthrow the president? Absolutely. There's no, if, because of this, the Ukrainian subchapter fitting into the larger volume of we're going to impeach him, Robert Mueller crashed and burned, bless his heart, an honorable man in july with his testimony i think the report itself there's going to be russian collusion all right if we don't have russian collusion i think his chapter by the way disproved i mean that first part of his report disproved we don't have that and then it was as if manna from heaven here comes ukraine all right there you go there you go now let's let's set aside for a minute whether i agree with ken Starr that bob Mueller is an honorable man Matter of fact, let's let's set that aside for the whole show. I, I I don't agree, but we could do a whole show on that. But the point here that Ken Starr is making is key. The Democrats are intent on overthrowing a presidential election. Now, why is that? Well, a wise man once said, "Power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely." Well, for many years, the Democrats have been making the federal government bigger and more powerful, and the Republican presidents. Haven't done very much to slow that process. So Donald Trump and the people he has brought into office are a mortal threat to the elite power structure. And of course, the folks in power, the deep state, the swamp, whatever you want to call them, they're doing everything they can to stop him. Look, I, I'm so excited to, uh, to be on the show here. I forgot to give out the phone number, so let me go ahead and do that. If you want to be part of the conversation, we will get your calls eventually at 877-381-3811. Now, they're doing everything they can to stop him. They're doing everything they can to overthrow him. Uh, you know, Ken Starr is a pretty mild-mannered kind of guy. You know, he's, he's not a raving conspiracy theorist. But he's looking at the evidence in front of him. And he's saying, well, of course. Of course they're trying to overthrow 
uh, Donald Trump. Now, I want to take you back. Remember the great Molly Hemingway over the Federalist? Overheard House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jerry Nadler on the Acela train from New York to Washington right after the 2018 midterm election, making multiple phone calls on his cell phone there, on the train, not caring who overheard him. Obviously didn't recognize Molly Hemingway from Adam when she was within earshot. So Nadler is making multiple phone calls with other Democrats, confidently affirming they were going all in on impeaching Trump over Russia collusion. Oh, just wait till that Mueller report comes out, right? But as Ken Starr told Mark last night on Life, Liberty, and Levin, since Mueller came up with nothing on Russia, they just moved on to Ukraine. By the way, did you hear it recently came out? I think it was over the weekend. Joe Biden, somebody, somebody looked at the calendar, which is always fun to do. Well, it seems that Joe Biden announced he was running for president four days after Zelensky was elected president of Ukraine. See, as far as the, uh, the deep, state, deep, deep state, swamp, bureaucrats, whatever you want to call them, were concerned, the wrong guy got elected president of Ukraine, Zelensky. And it's kind of funny, you're listening to the, uh, um, the phone call, or reading the transcript of the phone call between Trump and Zelensky. Zelensky's like, and we got something in common. You know, we, we followed your playbook. As far as the deep state's concerned, the, the wrong guy got elected president of the United States, and then the wrong guy gets elected president of Ukraine. So four days later, Biden's like, I'm all in. I'm running for president. All right, now. Did you hear what else happened the same day Joe Biden announced he's running for president? Hunter Biden resigned his position on the board of Burisma, the Ukrainian energy company, the same day dad announces he's running for president. Now, why would Hunter Biden do that if there was nothing untoward going on? Because, you know, Joe's like, I don't have any idea because... um, I trust my son. Uh, there was nothing to look into. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what he did. Sure, I mean, there's a picture of me playing golf with my son and the guys with the Ukrainian, you know, power company, but but that's not really me. I wasn't there. I don't have any. <laughs> no, I don't. No, well, that's a good question. I, I don't have any idea how much he's lying and how much he's senile. I don't know. We'll leave that to other people. But speaking of the Bidens, You know, Rudy Giuliani has been talking a lot recently about evidence of massive bribery going on in Ukraine now for years that he said he's come up with from going over there and investigating. And he said he gave the evidence to the president. And when uh, Martha McCallum recently recently interviewed uh, Attorney General William Barr, I think it's Thursday and Friday last week. She asked him, uh, well, would you be interested um, in whatever material, whatever evidence that uh, Giuliani might uncover in Ukraine? And Barr's like, hey, we'll look at anything, you know, that somebody else gives us. Yeah, if it's actionable evidence, sure. 
Why wouldn't we? Now, 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 speaking of Hunter Biden, you know, he's got his, his baby mama problem down in Arkansas, down in my neck of the woods. And so it's not only national news, but it's local news in, in Arkansas. And he has been resisting the attempt from the baby mama to find out about his finances. He has not been happy with a judge saying, well, yeah, you're going to have to do that. You know, you, you're, you're, you know, it's a paternity case. And I know the DNA test proved that, that you're the dad, but um, part of the process here is you got to give us your financials. And he's fighting that with his lawyers. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, well, the three lawyers he did have, including the former attorney general of the state of Arkansas, uh, they bailed, I think it was like uh, on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. They're like, oh, we got an irreconcilable difference with our client. We got to go. And turn turn on some serious, big, billable hours there. You make a lot of money, and they're like, oh, no, we're out, we're out. So I don't know if we'll ever find out why that why that happened, but but <clears throat> speaking of Rudy Giuliani, Rudy, if you're listening, I got an idea for you because I know you're a fun loving guy. I know you have a great sense of humor. Um, the next court hearing in the Hunter Biden versus London Roberts paternity case about the financials. It's going to be uh, Friday, January 7th in Batesville, Arkansas. Now, Rudy, I think it'd be hilarious if you just showed up as an observer in the courtroom. And uh, all you got to do, uh, just uh, get a flight to Memphis and then get a rental. And then, you know, I don't know if you like good southern home cooking, but I'm sure there are plenty of places in the, you know, the greater Batesville area to get a good meal. But uh, just just show up that morning. <laughs> Unannounced. Unannounced. That's just an impartial observer. You know, just show up in the courtroom. I just think that will be beautiful. So, Rudy, if you're listening, or, you know, since I know we're on uh, a bunch of great radio stations like WMAL in uh, Washington, D.C., 77 WABC, New York City. I'm sure someone's listening who knows Rudy, and I just think it's a great idea. Friday, January 7th, the next court hearing in the Hunter Biden baby mama, baby daddy paternity saga in Batesville, Arkansas. Little courthouse there. Rudy, I, I tell you what, I, I just, I just think it'd be. You know, if, if your calendar is free on that day, you know, you show up as just a, a silent observer in the corner. I don't know where I get these ideas, but I think it's a good one. All right. Now, but I digress. Look, if you haven't checked out Mark Levin's Sunday night show on Fox, you need to. Life, Liberty, and Levin. It got started off at 10 p.m. Eastern, just killing it in the ratings. They bumped it up to 8 p.m. Eastern. He keeps you informed there by doing in-depth interviews that are that are different than his radio show here. I mean, you know, radio and TV are two different mediums. So if you missed Mark's interview with Ken Starr last night, uh, you can you can check the repeat. Uh, the, the new shows run on Sunday nights, and then the repeat show uh, runs on the next Saturday evening. All right. Um, 
I want to get back to the, the, the Spygate part of the coup attempt. And again, the number to call if you want to get into the conversation. We will get to calls eventually at 877-381-3811. Doc Washburn for Little Rock, Arkansas. Delighted to be filling in for the great one on The Mark Levin Show. Mark Levin. As we celebrate the Christmas and holiday season, we often pause to consider our many blessings. Hillsdale College thanks you for loyalty as it celebrates 175 years of blessings. Now, since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive in Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core principles, learning, character, faith, and freedom without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. Merry Christmas from Hillsdale College, and to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Whoa! I can see David Lee Roth jumping, doing the high kicks all over the stage, and and Edward, that's where you always call him, Edward shredding the guitar. Uh, Mark Levin has the best bumper music. Doc Washburn filling in from uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, and we're talking about the impeachment sham and spygate because they're they're both pretty much part of the same thing so i want to get back to the uh, spygate part of the coup attempt regardless of what you may have heard there was a lot of very useful information and the most recent report from department of justice inspector general michael horowitz that u.s attorney john durham is already finding very useful in this criminal investigation let me give you a for instance in january 2017 then fbi director james comey told President Trump the FBI really didn't know if the allegations in Christopher Steele's dossier were true. He also told Trump that the FBI was not investigating, not investigating the, uh, the Steele dossier. But Inspector General Horowitz's report says, in mid-November and December 2016, FBI officials actually traveled abroad to assess Christopher Steele's credibility. Now, a buddy of mine, Brian Cates, journalist over at the Epoch Times, uh, which you may not have heard of, but I guess they're a big enough deal that a couple of months NBC News was trying to smear them. Anyway, Brian Cates over the Epoch Times had a pretty good theory on this, the fact that they kept on, kept on digging and digging and digging, even though they knew Steele was not reliable They knew his intel was not reliable. They were coming up dry. Brian Cates said the the Spygate plotters, you know, the FBI brass involved, Comey, McCabe, Strzok, whoever, Obama CIA director, John Brennan, director of national intelligence, James, James Clapper, whoever was involved in this whole thing. To a man, to a woman, they couldn't imagine that it would be hard to find corruption because of what they have been used to for the past eight years. I mean, surely they surely they would be able to find something to nail Trump with, right? 
Everybody else is corrupt, right? I mean, just look at Biden, Hillary, Obama. So why wouldn't Trump be? Should be a piece of cake, right? So they kept going back to the FISA court, kept lying, kept defrauding the court. And of course, Bob Mueller spent $35 million of our favorite tax dollars in almost two years with 18 partisan Democrat prosecutors, came up dry on Russia collusion. So now they try to impeach him for crimes that Biden allegedly committed with Ukraine. Allegedly. You know, there's nothing in the United States Constitution that says you can impeach a president for going to court which is what the obstruction of Congress article of impeachment is about. There's also nothing in the Constitution justifying impeaching a president over policy disagreements, which is what the abuse of power article of impeachment is about. As Senator Ted Ted Cruz said recently, the fact Pelosi is refusing to send the articles over is all the evidence you need to see that she knows she has a losing hand. Also, the fact Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer is demanding the Senate call witnesses the House didn't have time for shows he knows the Democrats have no impeachment case against Trump. It's like Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said, the House investigates, the Senate holds the trial. You know, we're, we're, we're not going to investigate over here in the Senate. That was your job over there. And if Trump didn't want didn't, didn't, didn't to send you a couple of witnesses, you, you know, he should have been willing to go to court. Anyway, um, tell you what, let me, uh, let me grab a caller real quick. Uh, let's grab uh, Maria in Fort Royal, Virginia, listening on the great WMAL. Maria, we got less than a minute, so make it count. What you got? Um, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to say that um, Speaker Pelosi is completely abusing her, uh, her, her seat uh, there, and nobody is talking about putting a check on this woman. I mean, I, I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just saying legally. This is sure, ridiculous sure. that this woman is acting like she is more than the Senate. I mean, I don't, I don't hear the uh, Republicans saying, um, you know, she's, she's breaking all kinds of laws that were never meant to be. And nobody is, is putting a check on this person uh, uh, legal-wise. And they should be. They should be doing it. You know, uh, Maria, and I appreciate your call. God bless you. Thank you very much. Um, I want to address that coming up on the other side of the break. What should the response be to uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi? And also, we'll have some audio from Martha McCallum's recent interview with Attorney General William Barr. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one. The Mark Levin Show continues. You hear me talk about Hillsdale College a lot, about its rigorous classical liberal arts curriculum, about its exceptionally bright and patriotic students. 175 years ago, Hillsdale College was founded with a mission defined by four enduring purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. While many institutions have lost their way, Hillsdale College maintains an unwavering commitment to learning, character, faith, and freedom. I've also talked about the great Dr. Larry Arn, the president of Hillsdale College. He's one of the finest Americans I've ever known. And he explains that these four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom, remain inseparable in the activity of education at Hillsdale College. He says, learning is difficult and takes more than talent. It takes hard work, which requires character. Freedom is essential for learning, but it is fragile and constantly under threat, so its principles must be studied by all for the sake of its defense. At Hillsdale, faith and learning are integrated toward God because he is the first authority. 
Folks, if you've ever wondered why I love Hillsdale College, now you know. Visit hillsdale.edu. That's hillsdale.edu for more information. Hillsdale College, pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844. Remember, that's hillsdale.edu, hillsdale.edu. Liberty's Voice, Mark Levin. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. And when you hide, you hide, you know what I'm saying? Okay, um, I, I, I must uh, correct a little foible, a little mistake I made in the uh, the first half hour. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. Uh, Hunter Biden's next hearing in the baby mama paternity case situation, Batesville, Arkansas, will be January 7th, but January 7th is a Tuesday. And I don't know how in the world I, uh, you know, got the wrong day, but I got the right date. So I'm filled with chagrin. Um, All right. Now, that having been said, that having been said, I I would like to turn to a, a, a very interesting interview that Martha McCallum did with Attorney General William Barr last Thursday and Friday. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. This guy is unflappable. Whereas people like Comey seem to be more and more agitated. If you catch my drift. But before we get to, um, before we get to the part about Comey, a lot of people have been talking on social media over the weekend that, um, Attorney General Barr actually actually brought up the name of George Soros. Now, George Soros is a guy, I think he's about 89, 90 years old, something like that. And he uh, has wrecked the economies of several countries over the years uh, by his, uh, his financial dealings. Um, and he seems to be intent, in my humble opinion, and you're entitled to it, on, on wrecking our economy. Um, and his, uh, his hands are in a lot of different, uh, lot of different pies, a lot of irons in the fire. But anyway, Martha McCallum, talking to Attorney General William Barr late last week, uh, over there on, uh, on Fox News, she said, you recently wrote an op-ed which referred to social justice district attorneys. What did you mean by that? So let's go with uh, cut number one, go. Well, uh, there's been this recent development where uh, George Soros has been coming in largely in Democratic primaries where they're not going to be much voter turnout and putting in a lot of money to elect people who are uh, not very supportive of law enforcement and uh, don't view the office as uh, bringing to trial and prosecuting uh, criminals, but, but pursuing other social agendas. And they have started to win in a number of cities. And they have, uh, in my view, not given the proper support to the police. Uh, and uh, they're, they're following policies that are ultimately going to lead uh, to an increase in violent crime and more victims. We've been hearing far- horror stories out of Philly, Philadelphia, horror stories about the um, the DA that George Soros backed there. I've, I've seen, uh, you know, mothers of murder victims talking about how the DA allowed 
the alleged murderers to plea down, and it's just um, it's a bad situation, really bad situation. But obviously, it's something that is on the attorney general's uh, radar screen. All right, so Martha McCallum then asked Attorney General William Barr, do you think if people don't treat their police officers better in communities that they're going to bite off their nose to spite their face, that they will end up with fewer police officers, fewer people that want to protect them? So uh, Attorney Attorney General William Barr, cut to go. Yeah, uh, you know, I was accused of suggesting that the police are going to withdraw their protection. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is most police forces in the country have high number of vacancies. And as the job gets higher and as police feel that the, the prosecutors or their political leaders in a jurisdiction are not supporting them, they either can stop being police or they can move to a jurisdiction that's more hospitable. And I think that, uh, you know, we could find ourselves in the position that if we don't, communities that aren't supporting the police, may not get the, the police protection they need. Now, Mark's listeners on 77 WABC in New York City, um, most of them have seen the videos, the viral videos out there in social media of um, people disrespecting NYPD officers to the extent that they're uh, soaking them with so- uh, super soakers and, and throwing trash in their cars and that kind of thing. Um, allowing that sort of thing to go forward is, uh, is not the kind of thing that is going to lead to greater law and order and a safer community. It's just not it's like over in California where they, what is the law over there now that, um, the police are not supposed to, uh, go after anybody that steals less than $900 worth or something. And so people are just running out of, uh, you know, clothing stores with clothes. Um, and, you know, the, the, the whole thing about the, the, the problem of human waste on, on sidewalks and the businesses being fined if they don't clean it up. And you wonder why people are leaving California. Um, I, think, um, I think William Barr is on to something here. And, of course, he... Um, announced a new crime-fighting uh, program in Detroit last, last week. It will be interesting to see after Trump is reelected next year what they might do taking this forward to, uh, to try to protect innocent people in places like New York City and San Francisco and, and L.A. All right, so Martha McCallum then turns to talking to Attorney General William Barr about Jim Comey. She said, Jim Comey came out after you gave your last interview. You responded to the Inspector General Horowitz's report and spoke out about that. And then James Comey spoke with Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday, and he said the 17 mistakes and omissions uncovered in the FISA process were, he attributed it to largely sloppiness. What do you say to that? So let's go with cut three, go. 
I think there's some of them very hard to square with with the idea that these were just mistakes and sloppiness. I have said that uh, a number of these episodes uh, leave open the possibility of inferring uh, bad faith or improper motive, but I hasten to add that, uh, as, I, as I've said all along, that I've reached no determination on that, nor do I think a final determination on that is appropriate until all the evidence is in. Um, the Horowitz himself, in his testimony, I think pretty well summed it up, which is this could be on the one hand, at the very least, gross incompetence. On the other hand, it could also be improper motive. And he, he was not in a position to make that call. And that's why we have the U.S. attorney, uh, John Durham, looking into this. Now, notice what you have here. You have a nonpartisan attorney general, not a political guy, saying, yeah, some of the stuff uh, that Comey's saying was just sloppiness. I, I, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us. So um, I have a nonpartisan United States attorney, John Durham, who, by the way, by the way, has uh, prosecuted corrupt government officials under Republican and Democrat presidents who comes highly regarded and uh, both Democrat United States senators out of Connecticut says uh, this is a stand-up guy. So as political as you and I may be, um, they're just looking at the law and seeing what's going on here. And you have a a calm, cool as a cucumber attorney general, William Barr. Okay. um, So, Martha McCallum, Fox News says, are you surprised that James Comey has so convinced himself that all of this is completely above board? He came out and said, there is no treason. There was no spying at all on the president. Attorney General Barr cut for go. Well, I think the IG report and the recent letter from the FISA court, I think, pulls the rug out from under that analysis. There was serious misconduct, as the the court itself has said. And uh, one of the things that uh, I object to is uh, the tack being taken by Comey, which is to suggest that people who are criticizing or trying to get to the bottom of the misconduct are, are somehow attacking the FBI. Uh, I think that's nonsense. Uh, we're criticizing and concerned about misconduct by a few actors at the top of the FBI, and they should be criticized if they engage in serious misconduct. That doesn't mean we're, we're criticizing the FBI, and I think the tack of trying to wrap yourself in the institution and say, gee, people who are criticizing the decisions I made are attacking the institution. I notice people don't do that as far as I'm concerned. People feel free to criticize me, and I don't say, gee, you're you're attacking the honest men and women of the Department of Justice. I think leaders, you know, have to own their decisions and uh, are fair game if they make bad decisions. Attorney General General William Barr, just uh, like I say, unflappable on there with uh, Martha McCallum uh, last week. Now, coming up, she's going to play him a couple of cuts from Jim Comey. And Comey is sounding nervous, upset, emotional. And Martha McCallum gets William Barr's reaction to what Comey is saying. This really is a remarkable time in American history. I, I can't think of another time 
when an attorney general has openly criticized an FBI director, current or former, and obviously for good reason, for very good reason. So we've got that coming up next. Uh, Doc Washburn continuing, filling in for the great one on the Mark Levin Show. Mark Levin. As we celebrate the Christmas and holiday season, we often pause to consider our many blessings. Hillsdale College thanks you for loyalty as it celebrates 175 years of blessings. Now, since 1844, Hillsdale has held fast to its mission to provide the kind of education essential to preserving free government. And for decades, the college has extended its educational mission on behalf of Liberty through a variety of outreach programs. Perhaps you receive Primus for free every month or have taken one of Hillsdale's excellent free online courses, or have attended one of Hillsdale's free regional events. You know of Hillsdale's refusal to take even one penny of government money. Now, this independence allows the college to focus on promoting its core principles, learning, character, faith, and freedom without government interference. So during this season of blessings, Hillsdale thanks you for your partnership in extending its mission to the country. Merry Christmas from Hillsdale College, and to learn more, visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. All right, Doc Washburn, Philly in from Little Rock, Arkansas, with the great one, Mark Levin. Number to call to get to the conversation, 877-381-3811. We've only had time for one caller so far because I have so much stuff I need to share with you. And I promised that one caller I would address her concerns about Pelosi. And we will do that at the top of the second hour. Now, I, I got to get back to Martha McCallum's amazing interview with Attorney General William Barr late last week. She says to the Attorney General, I want you to listen to this piece with Chris Wallace interviewing James Comey from the Fox News Sunday and get your reaction. So cut five, go. He does not have a factual basis as the Attorney General of the United States to be speculating that agents acted in bad faith. The facts just aren't there. Full stop. That doesn't make it any less consequential, any less important, but that's an irresponsible statement. (laughs) Man, he sounds desperate. Anyway, so Martha McCallum says to Attorney General William Barr, he said you made an irresponsible statement about these FBI individuals. And William Barr's response is cut six, go. Well, as I said, I I made the same statement effectively and substantively as the Inspector General, which is uh, there are unexplained misconduct that are it just can't be easily explained as to what was going on there and as he said it could involve bad motive and he was not in a position given the limited scope he has of making that final determination so it's not speculation but you know i think there are episodes there that are simply that simply cannot be squared with innocent mistakes and i think people have to come to terms with it yeah well comey doesn't want to come to terms with it but you're but you're right of course Martha McCallum jumping in there saying, were you surprised the former FBI director, James Comey, seemed to give himself such distance from the entire operation? And to uh, illustrate what she was talking about, she played another uh, clip of James Comey. Cut seven, go. 
as a director sitting on top of an organization of 38,000 people, you can't run an investigation that's seven layers below you. You have to leave it to the career professionals to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So Martha McCallum says to Attorney General William Barr, do you believe that? Cut eight, go. No. I, I, I think that the one of the problems with what happened was precisely that they pulled the investigation up to the executive floors and it was run uh, and bird-dogged by a very small group of very high-level officials. And the idea that this was seven layers below him is simply not true. Wow. Martha McCallum says he also said he told the president three times he was not the target of the investigation. Do you believe, based on what we now know, that the president was not the target of Crossfire Hurricane or wasn't one of them? Attorney General, General William Barr's response, uh, cut nine, go. Well, I, I think uh, effectively the president was uh, being investigated. Uh, they were investigating the Trump campaign and Trump associates. Uh, but again, as I've said, the, the, what happened after the election to me is, is uh, very questionable. And I think there has to be a lot of focus as to what happened after the campaign. And they learned that their whole case had collapsed and they really had no basis to take it further. And so we are looking into that. Yes, they are. A little bit later, Comey said that, you know, he's, he doesn't have like day to day talks with John Durham. He trusts him. He's going to do his job. But I've been thinking about this a lot and I, and I read about it a lot. And there's a great independent journalist over there on social media who's got a lot of uh, experience in the intel community, a guy named uh, Greg Rubini. Who is saying today, uh, John Durham will not write a report. He will file indictments. And don't be surprised if he already has some sealed ones out there. And, you know, when you think about it, because Barr is saying that we're expecting Durham to have the results of his investigation in um, late spring, early summer. Um, I, 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 Yeah, I don't see... Why the U.S. attorney, you see, U.S. attorney inspector general, two different kinds of people. I don't see why he would would think, well, I need to uh, write a report, you know, kind of like uh, Mueller did, kind of like Horowitz did, kind of like any inspector general. No, no, no. He's a U.S. attorney. Now, on a regular basis, U.S. attorneys announce indictments. And there's just so much there, regardless of what the mainstream media, CNN, MSNBC, and some of the people implicated who work for them, <laughs> who are on the air for them, are trying to do to minimize things. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. And um, I'll tell you why. I've got, a, I've got another quick clip from, uh, from William Barr we'll do at the top of the next hour. And you'll be shocked at whose attention it got, perhaps. Doc Washburn continuing, filling in for the great one on The Mark Levin Show. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. 
Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hey, this is Doc Washburn from KARN, Mark Levin's affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas, filling in for the great one. Just want to address briefly, because, um, you know, I, I there's no way I could touch the way Mark addressed it Friday night. If you missed what Mark Levin said Friday night uh, about Nancy Pelosi and about this unprecedented, historical, unconstitutional power grab that she and Schiff and, and, and Nadler and the Democrats in Congress are trying to pull over us. You need to go back and listen at some point over the holidays to the uh, the rewind. Uh, just go to Mark Levin's website for the rewind uh, from his show from Friday night. We've only had time to get one caller on so far at 877-381-3811 because there's a lot I need to share with you. But her concern was about Pelosi getting away with all this stuff. And I'm 100% in lockstep with Mark Levin on this. Um, by now, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell should have just announced this thing null and void. I mean, just say, nope, that's unconstitutional. And, and, and as Mark said so eloquently, the Constitution says the House's job is to vote on the impeachment. You know, to vote whether they're going to impeach somebody. The Senate's job, they have the ultimate authority, which is without review, to hold a trial. And this whole deal of Nancy Pelosi saying, well, I'm going to, I'm not going to bring a piece of paper over with the articles of impeachment on it. There's nothing in the Constitution on that. Now, I know what people said, well, it's the Senate rules. Well, Senate can, you know, can change their rules. There's not the Constitution on that. Once the vote is held in the House and the president is impeached, Speaker of the House doesn't have anything to say about it. House impeachment managers, that's not even the Constitution, as Mark pointed out Friday night. It's ridiculous. And at this point, the Senate should just have an up or down vote and, uh, and, and call Pelosi's bluff. That's how you deal with her abuse of power. That's how you deal with it. But again, if you did not hear Mark talk about it, if you missed that part Friday night, uh, you need to go to his, his website. I'm even looking at an article here on conservativereview.com that has the audio from when, when Mark just eloquently laid the whole thing out. All right, now, having said that, we, um, in the last hour, we had a number of audio clips from Attorney General William Barr with Martha McCallum, kind of foreshadowing, I think, what's coming with Durham. What's coming with Durham. And we've got another one that really kind of narrows in on it. Now, around the same time the Inspector General's report came out, um, Attorney General William Barr did an interview with a Wall Street Journal. 
And there's a little clip that uh, a lot of people thought was uh, pretty hilarious. A guy named uh, Jack Posobiec over there on another network put some music under it and and has a little, uh, at the end of the video, puts the... Uh, the the sunglasses on Barr's face as he's smiling broadly. But for everybody who's thinking, okay, the IG report was a nothing burger. I don't think anything's ever going to happen. I don't think anybody is ever going to be held accountable. Nobody's going to jail for what they tried to do to our president and what they tried to do basically to our system of justice, to, to our, to our government. So many people, especially people where I do radio in, in, in Arkansas who saw the Clintons get away with stuff for decades. Doc, I'm sorry to tell you, man. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think anybody's going to be held accountable. I want you to hear what William Barr says, and then I'll tell you whose attention his statement got in, in, in the hope that I can give you some hope here in this uh, – Holiday season. By the way, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. All right. Now, William Barr talking to the Wall Street Journal interviewer. Uh, cut number 11. Go. So, you know, nowadays I'm constantly hit. Why aren't people going to prison for what they did to the president? On the other side, you know, throw Bill Barr in prison. And these things take time. <laughs> All right. Now, you may be thinking. Why is he laughing about this? This is not a laughing matter. We've waited too long. We're almost three years into the Trump presidency. Why has nobody been held accountable? Because I've talked to people who, you know, that's about plucking their last nerve. That's the last thing in the world I want to hear is that it's going to take more time. All right, let me drop some truth on you. What we just played for you here on the Mark Levin Show of Attorney General William Barr saying the whole idea of people going to jail for Spygate, Russiagate, whatever you want to call it, these things take time. Donald Trump Jr. took that video and retweeted it out there on Twitter, and he wrote on his tweet, these things take time with a lot of smiley faces. So if Donald Trump Jr., who I guarantee you is probably more ticked off about what these people tried to do to his dad than even you and I are, if he's gone, all right, I got it. You're correct. These things take time. I'm thinking, call me crazy. But I'm thinking that Donald Trump Jr. might be in the loop a little bit more than you and I are. You know, because because people all the time are, are, are saying, I've had it. I'm done. I give up. Forget about trust the plan. I'm trying to give you some hope here. Attorney General William Barr says these things take time. Donald Trump Jr. agrees these things take time. So we'll see. They're talking about Durham coming down with the results of his investigation late spring, early summer. We'll see. All right, now, I'm about to play a crazy audio clip for you. 
of the third highest ranking Democrat in the U.S. House of Representatives, apparently calling for the execution of President Trump. But first, let me set this up for you. A good interviewer actually listens to the person that he is interviewing. I mean, you, you, you got a set of questions you want to ask. Okay. But um, what if the person you're interviewing says something unexpected? You actually need to listen to the person you're interviewing because he might take you in a different direction if he says something kind of newsworthy or outrageous, right? That's what a good interviewer does. He actually listens to the person he's interviewing. Unfortunately, John Berman at CNN is not a good interviewer. He had South Carolina Democrat Congressman James Clyburn, the third highest ranking Democrat in the U.S. House of Representatives, all with him recently. And James Clyburn said that President Trump should get a trial and then, quote, hang him, unquote. Now, do I think Clyburn is literally advocating that the president of the United States should be hanged? Well, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't conducting the interview. If it were me, instead of CNN's John Berman, and someone said the words, hang him, about the president, about any president, I think I probably would have asked a follow-up question to get some clarification. But apparently, that's not the way they roll over at CNN. What is it Sean Hannity used to say about Larry King back when he was still on CNN? He wouldn't know a follow-up question if it bit him on the rear end. You remember that? Anyway, anyway, here is Democrat Congressman James Clyburn using the words hang him about President Trump. And you'll hear uh, just a few syllables of CNN's John Berman's response, completely ignoring this call to violence. He's starting to say, so you'll just hang on to the uh, articles of impeachment. huh?" It's just it's amazing. And and I want you to hear it. Uh, Cut 10. Go. How long are you willing to wait? As long as it takes. Uh, even if he, if he doesn't uh, come around to committing to a fair trial, keep those articles here. Uh, so keep it as long as it takes. Uh, if you know and he's told you what he's going to do, uh, it's almost like, uh, let's give him a fair trial uh, and hang him. I mean, it's the verse what? of that. As long as it takes. Are you willing yes. to hold? Did you hear that? Give him a fair trial and then hang him? I mean, odds are, if you're within the sound of my voice, uh, you don't do this for a living. But if you did, you know, wouldn't you want to know what the congressman meant by that? Give him a fair trial and hang him? I mean, if you're if you're on an international television network, or for that matter, a nationally syndicated talk show like this one, you kind of need to be ready to respond to someone saying something unexpectedly. So the proper thing, because because I know a lot of people seeing and listen to Mark Levin's show, uh, John Berman. In case you're listening in, or John's boss, whoever that is. The proper thing at that point would be to say, well, obviously you mean that figuratively, not literally, uh, right, uh, Representative Clyburn? 
when you say give a trial and hang him, I mean, we're not supposed to be taking you literally, right? I mean, that, that would be the thing to say. That would be the thing to say. But um, we have a saying in the South about people like uh, John Berman, which is bless his heart. Bless his heart. Unfreaking believable. Uh, now, I got, I got another high profile liberal calling for uh, violence against the president, and that is uh, actor Robert De Niro, and we'll tell you about that. Um, and we'll also tell you who uh, De Niro has, uh, has endorsed for president. Coming up, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one on The Mark Levin Show. Mark Levin. All right, Doc Washburn from Little Rock, Arkansas, from Mark Levin's affiliates in Little Rock, filling in for the great one. You know, we, uh, we played a clip a little bit right before the break of uh, Congressman James Clyburn using the words hang him about the president and CNN's John Berman ignoring this call to violence. And I said it reminded me of what uh, Hannity said years ago about uh, Larry King when Larry King was still on CNN, which is that uh, Larry would not. Larry would not. Uh, recognize a follow-up question if it had been him on the rear end. And i I got to give you an example. Way back in 1990, Clarence Thomas was up for, uh, he was being nominated for the United States Supreme Court, and Larry King had his guest on this, this crazy guy from down in Louisiana, um, David Duke, the, the, the former Klansman Nazi guy, David Duke, who was running for governor of Louisiana, unfortunately. And so um, Larry King says, so, Mr. Duke, what do you what do you think about Clarence Thomas for uh, Supreme Court? And David Duke's response was, well, I think he'd probably make a good justice on the Supreme Court. Of course, I don't like the fact he has a white wife. And Larry King just moves on. Now, I would think the decent thing to do. The appropriate thing to do, if I'm Larry King, would be to say, well, what the hell kind of business is that of yours, number one? And number two, why would it bother you? But nope, not Larry King. So I guess CNN has this tradition. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, what is it with high-profile liberals and their insistence that violence is the answer? Actor Robert De Niro recently said he wants to see President Trump hit in the face with a bag of human waste. Now, why do you think that is? Look. We're all sinners in need of God's grace. But what kind of darkness has to be in your heart when you have to come to the point that you can say violence is the answer to deal with your political opponents? Whether it's James Clyburn saying, hang him, whether it's Robert De Niro saying, uh, you know, hit him in the face with a, with a bag of human poop. Whether it's Antifa going out, beating people up because they disagree with them. Oh, by the way, Robert De Niro has endorsed South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete Buttigieg for president. Okay, so has anybody in the mainstream media asked Mayor Pete if he disavows De Niro's call for violence against the sitting president? Now, you know as well as I do, if a high-profile conservative had said something similar about, uh, oh, I don't know, say Barack Obama, and the same high-profile conservative had endorsed a Republican presidential candidate, what do you think the reaction would have been? But in this case, nothing but crickets. Now, I, I don't want to, you know me, I don't want to go too far on a limb here. 
but I, I'm almost at the point where I'm thinking, and work with me here on this, that maybe, just maybe, the mainstream media is in the tank for, uh, for the liberals. You think it's a possibility? Because it's just, it's, uh, it's mind-blowing to me that these things happen and everybody just ignores it. Why is that? Why is that? 877-381-3811. Now, we have a lot of calls lined up. A lot of people want to talk about uh, Pelosi and McConnell and even James Clyburn. And I, I'm looking forward to getting to all of your calls coming up right after the, uh, the bottom of the hour break. But uh, some of these things, it's like Arsenio Hall used to say in the old day. Things that make you go, hmm. And there are a lot of them out there, which is why I'm delighted to be filling in for uh, Mark Levin. Uh, Doc Washburn out of uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. So coming up, your calls at 877-381-3811 about all the things we've been talking about. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, and Epstein didn't kill himself. You can call us now at 877-381-3811. And the liberal contact number is 877-381-3811. Hey, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin, out of Little Rock, Arkansas. And um, we had we had a clip uh, before the bottom of the hour news. Uh, James Clyburn, the majority whip of the United States House of Representatives, he represents a lot of uh, the middle of South Carolina, been a Democrat in the House of Representatives for many, many years, the third most powerful Democrat in the House of Representatives, uh, saying that we should give the president a trial and then hang him. And, uh, you know, you're hoping he didn't mean that literally, but uh, how would you know? Because CNN's John Berman didn't ask him a follow-up question. Hey, you're speaking figuratively, not literally, right there, uh, Representative uh, uh, Clyburn, so you just kind of let it hang out there. No uh, pun intended. Um, what do you think about that? What do you think about that? Uh, 877-381-3811. Uh, let's go to Michael in Pleasant Valley, New York. Call number three. Uh, Michael, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn, your thoughts, sir? Uh, my thought is about Nancy Pelosi's goal is really to keep the impeachment in limbo. By doing this, She's in a safe place because President Trump can't subpoena her, shift, or the whistleblower. And it puts her in a position of power because now she controls, she can state, hey, we, we voted for impeachment, but uh, it's going to be an unfair trial in, his, in the Senate. So President Trump should petition the court to say his, his constitutional rights are being violated for not getting a fair and speedy trial and also well, impress upon the court that Nancy should forward the articles of impeachment and do nothing to impede it. Well, I, I appreciate your call, Michael, but I think, uh, you know, I, I don't think the, the, the president can really uh, subpoena anybody there in the Senate. I think what needs to happen is Mitch McConnell needs to say, hey, you're done over there. We're going to do our thing over here. Uh, I'm, I'm with Mark on that 100 percent. You know, I. 
I'm a, such a knucklehead. I meant to go to John in Lake Alfred, Florida, uh, because he wants to uh, talk about this whole thing with, with James Clyburn, and then we have plenty of calls about Pelosi after that. Uh, John, what what do you think when you hear this this big, powerful congressman saying, give the president a trial and hang him? Well, Doc, thanks for taking my call. And I, I just want to say I hadn't heard about the story until you brought it up. Yes, sir. So I Google searched the story. I want to see a little video clip of it. Yeah. And the first thing that comes up is CNN not covering what Clyburn said, but defending the intent of what he said. Aha. And and I just I could not believe that they're not covering the fact that he said hang him. They're they're covering it by letting the viewers and readers know what his intent was. Yes. Without and, actually and quoting sad. him, without actually quoting him. But there's a, they do put the quote in there, but it's way down the article. Oh, okay, right, right. And most people don't go that far. And yeah. then look at today, NBC News. They they cover the story of Rudy Giuliani saying he's more of a Jew than Soros, but they're taking defense of the Holocaust surviving as a teen George Soros oh, good grief. Uh, against Rudy Giuliani. I mean, it's just... It, oh, good grief. I don't know what the, the people of America are going to do about the United States and our, our me, our mainstream media or just about all media. How do we write this ship? How do we put integrity back in the newsrooms? How do we believe what we're seeing, the information that we're getting? We know we have all of these providers, the Googles uh, and the Yahoo and these major yeah, providers yeah. that are screening content and only allowing, you know, the, their messaging to come through. Right. Right. It's only going to get worse all the way through the election. Yeah, yeah, you, you're you're right, John, and I appreciate your call. Uh, thank you. Uh, God bless you. Merry Christmas. Look, um, the thing about CNN is this. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it's a cable access network which has a uh, captive audience in the airports of our country. Guys, what? You can still watch it at home? Come on! Seriously? No, wait, wait. CNN is on, on cable systems at, at, at your home? Wow. <laughs> Big if true. But um, nobody watches CNN. Nobody watches CNN. I, I think what CNN basically is, is trying to do is um, give people in other countries a negative impression of the United States and our president and the people who elected him. Obviously, they don't care about the fact that they don't have a domestic audience here in the United States. If they did, they would do something differently. So I've always thought that uh, the way you uh, counter bad speech is with more good speech. And and that's why I'm delighted to be here filling in for, for the great one. Uh, but yeah, CNN's a joke. We all know they're a joke. Uh, I don't know how many of them know they're a joke because... Some of the things they say just give you the impression that there's no self-awareness there, you know? For instance, if you could be a guy like Brian Stelter and have a show on every Sunday morning called uh, Reliable Sources, but you bring Dan Rather on, there, there's no self-awareness there. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about CNN because they just don't have any influence on anything. But, you know, when you see something so outrageous, I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, the Secret Service should have talked by, to James Clyburn by now. Just to say, hey, uh, Congressman Clyburn, you, 
you're you're kidding, right? I mean, you, you weren't serious, were you? Because <laughs> you know what we do for a living. So, you know what I'm saying? All right, eight seven seven three eight one three eight one one. Let me go ahead and and grab another uh, caller here, Dwight in Glenwood Spring, Colorado. Dwight, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What's up? Yeah, Doc Watson, how you doing, sir? Pretty good, sir. What you got? Listen, I was just going to make a comment on uh, the Clyburn uh, comment there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, basically the mainstream media, they still get into American households, uh, you know, 5, 30, 6 o'clock at night when people are getting home and they're relaxing, they listen to the news. Yeah. And that's that's their their message is there. Nobody watches CNN. Um, But the narrative on the left is the fact that they get away with it. Robert De Niro can say his words. Clyburn can say something. Uh, and, you know, Greta Thunberg can tell her leaders that they need to be held up against a wall. How and, dare and you? Know, How dare you? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare you? But nobody right. nobody calls them on it. Nobody yeah, says. yeah, you're right. Greta recently, Thunberg, the, the 16-year-old uh, uh, climate uh, change crazy gal from uh, from Norway is saying that if yeah. the leaders don't do something about climate change, we're going to put them up against the wall. And we all know what that means. Yeah, they, they get away with it. And then when somebody calls them on it, they say, well, you know, we were just kind of just talking. It was under the tongue and it wasn't really meant like you heard it. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. So you're taking just, out of context and, and you're unfair. <laughs> and since I'm a part of whatever uh, aggrieved uh, group, then you're either uh Let's see, a racist, a homophobe, an Islamophobe, a sexist, something, something, whatever fits in, you know. Exactly. And uh, in closing, I just want to uh, thank you to be uh, being part of the uh, education of America uh, when you get uh, to fill in with uh, the great one. Well, it's and, an honor. Uh, it's an honor. If I if if I can uh, if I can tell my but my my buddy Jeff and I was listening, <laughs> and we 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 used to listen to uh, Beaker Street and Beaker Theater rock radio and what? Oh yeah, yeah, out of Little Rock, Arkansas, way way back in the day. Very good, Dwight. I appreciate <laughs> you. Merry Christmas, brother. God bless you. Thank you very much. All right, um, let's uh, let's let's. Uh, I think Jeff in Fairfa- Fairfax, Virginia, has. Uh, has an intriguing point here on on line four. Let's go with Jeff. Hey, Doc. Right. Thanks for hey. having me on. Hey, man. Uh, Jeff, what you got? Uh, I think Mike just misstated what he was trying to say. Uh, Lindsey Graham would be doing the uh, subpoenaing of the witnesses, and uh, Nancy's plot, her plan here is to gum up the Senate oversight by having this pending trial that's uh, impeachment interrupt us. Yeah. So she can say that uh, our witnesses can't be called by the oversight committees because it would be intimidating to them. So we're going to get all your subpoenas quashed. If you want to have Chiarmella, Eric Chiarmella, yeah. come and talk to the Senate oversight committees, we're going to say you can't speak to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of this pending trial in, in the impeachment. That, that oh, I see. I see. Okay. So, yeah. So, in other words, um, Lindsey Graham, uh, chairman of the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee, if he were want to wanting to uh, uh, subpoena Eric Charmella, however you say it, um, right, the, right. Uh, the so-called whistleblower, to find out what his deal was and his old buddies who were working for Schiff, and oh by the way, Mister Charmella, did you have anything to do with the Russian collusion hoax? Then 
Then Pelosi somehow another runs interference for him, saying, well, I'm sorry, uh, Senator Graham, because uh, we got this impeachment thing going on. You, you think we'll Lindsey would actually pay attention to her? Well, she'll go to the courts and get it quashed. Subpoenas can be quashed by court. Well, well, they can, but but when Trump wanted to do that, then they uh, they impeached him. They said you're obstructing Congress. So maybe she would do this. You know, she's hypocritical, but it would be again obstructing the other House of Congress, right? But this is this is the uh, deep state insurance policy. An ongoing investigation mm-hmm. keeps you from being able to interview witnesses and subpoena them. Ah, That's point. This is. Uh, A.G. Barr bothers me when he says these things take time. We've been waiting an awful long time for him to change the decision on Hillary Clinton and the, and the uh, homebrew server, right? He could change that. He just hasn't done it. It's been a long well, time coming. again, 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 though, again, though, and I appreciate your call, Jeff. Thank you. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Again, Donald Trump Jr. agrees with him on this, and I think Donald Trump Jr. is in the loop. And the thing about an ongoing investigation, I'm sorry, Ms. Pelosi, that investigation was over when you voted out the articles of impeachment. So I don't I don't think that would play. I don't think it would play in a, in a court of law, even with the <laughs> even with some liberal judges, for, for that matter. Well, you never know with them. Uh, but in the meantime, the cool thing is uh, that Mitch McConnell has helped President Trump uh, get a whole lot of constitutional judges on federal courts. And the thing to remember, the thing to remember, as Marcus said, most cases going through the federal court system don't make it to the U.S. Supreme Court. So it's very, very important what kind of judges you have in the courts that are lower than the U.S. Supreme Court. Again, the number to call to get into the conversation is 877-381-3811. I'm Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin on The Mark Levin Show. Mark Levin. Hey, it's Doc Washburn from Little Rock, Arkansas, filling in for the great one, Mark Levin. The number to call to get into the conversation is 877-381-3811. Been talking about a lot of stuff. Um, Attorney General William Barr, the John Durham investigation into Spygate, which is all rolled up with the impeachment as, um, well, on Life, Liberty, and Levin last night, as Ken Starr said, yeah, this, this whole thing is an attempt to overthrow uh, this president. You know, they just can't deal with a legally elected president uh, because of what is at stake. Because of what is at stake. And also, one of the things that, that did come up that kind of shocked me was U.S. US Representative James Clyburn, a very powerful man in the Democrat Party and the U.S. House of Representatives, telling John Berman at CNN that uh, we need to give Trump a trial and then hang him. <laughs> what? But that wasn't uh, John Berman's response. His response was, so you'll hang on to the uh, articles of impeachment just as long as you want to, huh? Just ignored what he said. Ignored what he said. Some of our callers want to talk about that. Some want to talk about uh, Pelosi, uh, the whole process. And let's go ahead and grab uh, Terry in Center, Texas. Terry, you're on the Mark Levin Show with Doc Washer. Filling in, what's up? Hey, Doc, how you doing tonight? 
Hey, man, uh, just living the dream, man. Just uh, blessed and delighted to be here. What you got? Yeah, that's what I want. I need a big microphone myself. <laughs> there you go. No, man, I tell you, I, when I heard what Clybird said, I was kind of like, what? Okay. I mean, it's no different than the rest of the Democrats or the mainstream media. They all throw this stuff out there, and they're not held accountable. Ever. They're, they Never. They just go right about doing what they're doing like it's, it's okay to do this. And it just... There's got to be. I'm, I'm just racking my brain because I know the president can't sue him. He has to. He has to take the slings and the arrows. That's. That's. He's just got to do it. But still, there's got to be somebody out there that can stand up and say enough of this and start filing lawsuits for what these people are saying. They're not apologetic about it either. No, no, no. Uh, you know, it makes me wonder, and I appreciate your call, Terry. It makes me wonder with with all the the lies that Adam Schiff has told. And maybe he's going to get rolled up in uh, John Durham's Spygate criminal investigation. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Uh, let's go with uh, Jim in Imperial, Nebraska. You're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What's up, sir? Oh, Doc, thanks for taking my call. First, I'd like to wish everybody out there uh, Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah. Absolutely. We can say that. We can say that on the Patriot Channel. Yeah, there um, you go. Anyway, um, with everything that's been happening with the impeachment proceedings and whatnot, yeah, to me it's made it. Uh, I mean, I've known for a long time that this is a constitutional republic, not a democracy. Yeah, and right. what's been going on in a lot of other thinking I've done about it, it's made it crystal clear exactly why our founding fathers did not make this a democracy. Right. It's precisely because of what that leads to, which is, uh, well, it's, you know, it's majority rule. So with the greed that is inherent in human beings for power, for whatever, um, it leads to legalized bribery. Yeah, I mean, we, we're, 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 we're a country of laws, not of men, and the concern that the founders had was that a pure democracy would be a rule of the mob. Is basically what is happening right now. I mean, the whole system, the committee system in Congress is so lopsided. I mean, with the uh, Judiciary Committee, yeah. 24 Democrats... 17 Republicans. How yeah. are you going to get anything solved that way? You know, it's completely partisan. That's what our founders were absolutely terrified of. Is you're, you're, the, you're, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct, Jim. And I, I got to run to it, brother, but Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. No, you're absolutely correct. And uh, this is why that all of Mark's listeners need to talk to their friends and their loved ones in congressional districts that are represented by Democrats and tell them you got to vote them out November 3rd, 2020. If you have rep- uh, relatives that just insist on voting for the Democrat, tell them they need to vote on November 4th, 2020. Do us all a favor, you know what I'm saying? Doc Washburn from Arkansas in for the great one on The Mark Levin Show. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
right, Doc Washburn from Little Rock, Arkansas, the Mark Levin's affiliate in Little Rock, filling in for the great one. I need to make a clarification. Oh, boy, do I need to make a clarification. Um, one of the uh, people I follow on Twitter said earlier today that he does not believe that uh, U.S. Attorney John Durham will be uh, coming out with a report next year about Spygate. He thinks he'll just be doing indictments. And I thought, well, that, you know, that, that, that makes sense. I've seen the guy say a few things before that um, made sense. So I mentioned him by name. And then we moved on and did other things. Well, I'll tell you something. I'm never going to mention him by name again. Uh, because he's now out there on, uh, on Twitter uh, trying to tie in um, uh, George H.W. Bush with the attempted assassination of President Reagan in March 1981. And you just got to be crazy to do that. So... My mistake, if I'd known that he was going to do that right after I mentioned him on the, the Mark Levin show, I never would have mentioned it. I'm not going to mention his name now. Anyway, uh, moving on from that, um, a lot of folks want to talk tonight about Pelosi and Clyburn. Now, uh, a lot more of you know Pelosi's name than know Clyburn's name. Now, Pelosi, of course is Speaker of the House. And then the, the, next, the next person down is, uh, is uh, Steny Hoyer, the majority leader of the U.S. House for the uh, Democrats. And the next one is Majority Whip, James Clyburn. And James Clyburn said the other day to CNN's uh, John Bourbon, we need to give the uh, president a trial and then hang him. <laughs> and we're just like, are you out of your ever-loving mind? So we played the clip on that earlier, um, <laughs> and people are calling in at 877-381-3811, want to respond to that, want to respond to this, this whole, um, well, the Spygate and impeachment are one and the same. As Ken Starr told Mark Levin on Life, Liberty, and Levin on Fox News last night, yes, of course, this is an attempt to overthrow a president. What Pelosi's doing is unconstitutional. You got two articles of impeachment, one obstruction of Congress, the other abuse of power. And neither one of those terms that the Democrats came up with recently have anything to do with what the Constitution says about impeachment. So let's talk about it, shall we? At 877-381-3811. I'd like to go to Annie in the Bronx. Annie, you're on the Mark Levin Show with Doc Washburn filling in. What's up? up, Doc? Thank you very much. Thank and you. Happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas. Yes, ma'am. And Same to you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much. Um, what I'd like to say is when it comes to this president, all bets are off. And this is why he's hated so. The yeah. media now for decades have not let us be. I want to say something that might be a bit... Um, uh, it, it, it might make people uncomfortable, but I mean, and I don't mean it as the Messiah, but I mean that he is the chosen one in many respects. Look at all the people he campaigned against. Could you imagine one person taking all of this? He is the one to come and wipe off the word suckers from our faces. He is his own Friday Night Live. 
He can he can go up against Saturday Night Live. It is constant from the morning with the view all the way towards midnight with Seth Meyers and we could never beat these people. It's Hollywood. Yeah. They're too big. But he likewise is big. And as far as being the chosen one, he is for this era. I I, I forgot which um, senator. Um, I just forgot. His, maybe Rick. Uh, something Rick I know he made some mention to uh, Punch's pilot and I will say this wow this wow. is not this is not to say at all or to compare President Trump with with Jesus Christ. Right, right, right. There in I mean, essence what happens I, with a mock jury and what happens with in in, in somebody who is uh, always uh, persecuted for being somebody who persecuted Christ, which is Pilate. Well let me let me let me let me break this down for, for, for the listeners, Annie, and I appreciate your call. I think there are a lot of people in this country who are thankful and who thank God in prayer every day that we were spared a President Hillary Clinton, God forbid. And they know that, you know, the Democrats who are running for, for president right now are a bunch of bad folks, but uh, Hillary's never going to be president. And they're very thankful. Uh, and, and, you know, and they look back and think, well, this is something we prayed about. And we asked God to <laughs> please spare us. Hey, President Hillary Rodham Clinton and um, have been uh, pleasantly surprised with a lot of the things that uh, that Donald Trump has uh, has been able to accomplish, even with this nonstop stuff going on against him. Now, this leads us into, though, this insane editorial from Christianity Today. This guy, Mark Galley, well, I guess the editor is getting ready to retire. And he has this editorial called Trump should be removed from office. It's time to say what we said 20 years ago when a president's character was revealed for what it was. And I thought, well, now, look, sometimes I think it's better to try to understand than to, than to be understood. And what could he possibly be thinking? So I started reading this editorial the other day when it came out. And the first four paragraphs made sense, but then I got to the fifth paragraph, and I'm like, okay, well, now wait, that's a bald-faced lie, and that's where I stopped. And let, let me just give you an idea here. What this guy Mark Galley in Christianity Today, which is a periodical that goes back to the 50s, Billy Graham had something to do with starting it way, way back in the day. He says, in our founding documents, Billy Graham explains that Christianity Today will help evangelical Christians interpret the news in a manner that reflects their faith. The impeachment of Donald Trump is a significant event in the story of our republic. It requires comment. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't think I'm going to like your comment. Second paragraph, he says, the typical Christianity Today approach is to stay above the fray and allow Christians with different political convictions to make their arguments in the public square, to encourage all to pursue justice according to their convictions, and treat their political opposition as charitably as possible. We want Christianity Today to be a place that welcomes Christians from across the political spectrum and reminds everyone that politics is not the end and purpose of our being. We take pride in the fact, for instance, that politics does not do dominate our homepage. I'm thinking... Okay, all right, but I'm waiting for the punchline, right? Third paragraph. That said, we do feel it necessary from time to time to make our own opinions 
on political matters clear, always as Billy Graham encouraged us, doing so with both conviction and love. We love and pray for our president as we love and pray for leaders as well as ordinary citizens on both sides of the political aisle. I'm like, okay, well, that's decent. The last good paragraph they said, let's grant this to the president. The Democrats have had it out for him from day one, and therefore nearly everything they do is under a cloud of partisan suspicion. I'm like, yeah, I'm surprised you noticed that. This has led to many, this has led many to suspect not only motives, but facts in these recent impeachment hearings. And no, Mr. Trump did not have a serious opportunity to offer his side of the story and the House hearings on impeachment. I'm like, well, yeah. Right, exactly. Paragraph four of the Christianity Today editorial is pretty good, but then they throw it all away in paragraph number five, which is where I had to stop. Paragraph number five, two sentences. They say, but the facts in this instance are unambiguous. The president of the United States attempted to use his political power to coerce a foreign leader to harass and discredit one of the president's political opponents. That is not only a violation of the Constitution. More importantly, it is profoundly immoral. Okay, dude, dude, wait. Mark Galley, editor of the Christianity Today magazine, that is a bald-faced lie. I've said it on Twitter but a whole lot more people listen to the Mark Levin show than follow me on Twitter. That is a bald-faced lie, and Mark Galley should be ashamed of himself. And whoever else at Christianity Today magazine was in the decision-making process, whoever else has had to go by to get printed the other day, you should be ashamed of yourselves. I, I said it out there on Twitter. You know, I said, look, I don't know if Donald Trump is a Christian or not, but I know you claim to be one and you should be ashamed of yourself. They're breaking the ninth commandment there. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. What they're saying is not true. It is a lie. The facts in this instance are unambiguous. The president of the United States attempted to use his political power to coerce a foreign leader to harass and discredit one of the president's political opponents. That is not only a violation of the Constitution, more importantly, it's profoundly immoral. None of that's true. Every word of it, including the punctuation marks, is a lie. Unbelievable. Outrageous. And so I had to say something. I had to say something. And I have. And if you want to talk about it, of course, the lines are open at 877-381-3811. I'm Doc Washburn from Little Rock, Arkansas, filling in for the great one, Mark Levin on The Mark Levin Show. Mark Levin. All right, Doc Washburn filling in for the great one, Mark Levin from Mark's affiliate, K-A-R-N, in Little Rock, Arkansas. And I tell you what, I I, uh, I so feel everything that Mark said Friday night. This is unprecedented, historically unconstitutional. What they're trying to do to this president, I don't I don't care if you like him or not. This is about our country. This is about the future of our country. And if you got a problem with the way things are going, to quote the great philosopher Barack Hussein Obama. Or try winning an election. 
That's what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to pretend that it's a very somber, prayerful moment and you wish you didn't have to impeach the president when you've got nothing. Because Nancy and Adam and Jerry Nadler had nothing and they know it. Okay, wait, wait. Let me back up. I'm not sure what Nadler knows at this point. But Schiff and Pelosi. Okay, wait, wait. Well, I'm not sure what Pelosi knows. Of the, but you, you get what I'm trying to say. You get what I'm trying to say. All right, 877 <laughs> When she announced the, the impeachment deal, right before the president released the, uh, the, the transcript of the call, as soon as she got through talking, you remember what happened? The first reporter, the first reporter said, uh, Madam Speaker, since a president has never been convicted in the Senate after being impeached in the House, what will you have accomplished if you impeach him in the House? He's not convicted in the Senate. And Pelosi's like, <laughs> and ran away. And now you see, maybe she's, uh, maybe she's uh, painted herself into a corner. Perhaps that's it. All right, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, and grab some calls here. Uh, uh, let me take Joshua from upstate New York. Joshua, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What's up, brother? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. I, I hope you can hear me, too, and, and then we'll be on the same page. Yeah, so basically for that guy that said that they should uh, tell, take Trump and hang him, I can only tell him that uh, unlike Epstein, the Democrats just kill themselves because they, they keep killing themselves with all these negative and silly comments that they that keep making on the president. Now, for people just tuning in, uh, Joshua's referring to James Clyburn, Democrat uh, representative from South Carolina, who said on live television on CNN, well, we need to give the president a trial, then hang him. And we're like, what? Yeah, you, you, but you're, you're right, Joshua, and I, and I appreciate your call. The Democrats are shooting themselves in the foot. It's ridiculous. All right, let me go to uh, Lee in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, Lee, we got about a minute, brother, so let's make it count. What you got? What I have is if it was such a clear and present danger and so urgent that they needed to hurriedly impeach him, why did they go on Christmas break? They you're obviously ab- you're- do not care about our country. <laughs> You're absolutely correct. And what I have is is true embarrassment because uh, I said uh, brother when I saw Lee. And obviously, you've never uh, been confused for a brother in your life, especially when you meet people, you know, in in, in real life. So, Lee, obviously, you should be uh, referred to as sister. And uh, I'm I'm filled with chagrin, Uh, Lee. I I can't uh, apologize enough. A thousand pardons. Oh, no problem. (laughs) All right. I appreciate it. But you're right. You're right. Clear and present danger, a danger to our national security. But all of a sudden, eh, but let's take a few weeks off. And Pelosi's like, and yeah, let me go ahead and uh, invite him to State of the Union in February. Could grief. Is anybody paying attention to how ridiculous it is? Is anybody paying attention to what a, a hypocrisy is going on there with the Democrats in the House and the Senate of our United States Congress? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Anyway, be that as it may, the number to call, of course, is 877-381-3811. Oh, I guess I was a little bit wrong on the the time. Let me go ahead and grab another caller uh, real quickly. Uh, Barbara in Trenton, Florida. Now we got about a minute. Go for it, Barbara. 
Yeah, I just like I, I listen to this show every day, and I swear you sound just like me when I tell my husband that this is all a setup. Uh, they don't like it because he is draining the swamp, and right. they're going to find out that he's going to find out a lot more than they want them to know. And I'm all on his side, and I think that this uh, crap that they're doing now is because they're holding on, waiting for those taxes to come out, because they want to see if they can get him on something on that. And uh, I just think it's ridiculous how they are able to get away with what they're doing, and nobody is doing anything about it. And if people are listening, they need to start doing something with their own uh, counties and cities that they're living in to start putting the word out that things need to change. Because if we don't speak up, who's going to, you know? No, you're right, Barbara. I I enjoy the show, and... I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, and I'll let you speak. Merry Merry Christmas to you, Barbara. I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. No, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. And this is why we're waiting for... uh to see what John Durham, U.S. Attorney John Durham, will do this uh, late spring or early summer. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you what Rudy said coming back. Doc Washburn filling in for Mark Levin. The great one as the Mark Levin Show continues. Mark Levin, the George S. Patton of Talk Radio. Call him at 877-381-3811. That's 877-381-3811. And Doc Washburn from Little Rock, Arkansas, Mark Levin's affiliate in Little Rock, K-A-R-N, filling in for the great one and just delighted to be here. It's always an honor and a privilege. Um, we've got, <laughs> have you heard the quote from Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders has taken an interest in uh, minor league baseball. Major League Baseball has announced that they are going to be uh, closing down some minor league teams. Yeah, you know it's a, it's a, it's an American tradition, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, you know it has to be profitable. Well, Bernie doesn't see it that way because Bernie is a crazy, wild-eyed socialist. And so here's the quote from Bernie: "I refuse to stand by and watch as Major League Baseball eliminates 42 minor league teams." We're fighting back and demanding they pay players a living wage, too. So here's what I'm thinking. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. You know, a lot of us uh, working stiffs, um, we don't make a whole lot of money. We can't afford tickets, maybe, for instance, to see the Lakers play the Celtics, as long as we're talking about sports. So Bernie Sanders, what are you going to do about that, huh? When are you going to tell the NBA to lower the ticket prices? Hey, Bernie, by the way, while we're at it, you're talking about how uh, free education should be a right, healthcare should be a right, all these different things should be a right. Well, why shouldn't I be able to buy a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, maybe a nice, accurate NSX? Don't I have a right to a luxury car, Bernie? What are you going to do to make sure I can have one, Bernie? That's what I want to know. Ah, uh, we'll take that under advisement. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because money grows on trees, right, Bernie? See, you know, the, the thing about liberals is if they understood finances, if they understood fiscal policy, they wouldn't be liberals, right? All right, uh, 877-381-3811. Let me go with uh, Jimmy in Brooklyn, New York. Jimmy, you're on the Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What's up, brother? I want to explain something real quick about the radical left religious people. 
Yes, sir. The, the normal Marxist revolution, you've got to get the poor to hate the rich, being that there's more poor people. The factory workers have to hate the factory, factory owner. Right. The tenants have to hate the landlords, and right. all the way down the line. So when this was uh, being done in Italy, it didn't quite work. So an Italian communist said there's a difference in Italy. There's something that unites the rich, the poor, and everybody. They're all Catholic. So ah. Antonio Gramsci said you have to penetrate the religion. You have to penetrate the culture. You ha- and also the communists write that when they take over a country, usually it's a small amount of communists, and they have to rule through force and threat of force. Right. And they have to, uh, so the population is not ready for the revolution. So another part of this Gramsci strategy is you re-educate the population prior to the revolution. Oh, yeah. This is interesting because in liberation theology, which is this, the implementation of Gramsci strategies, they write, Christians in the capital of this country must work to undermine its vast economic and political apparatus. So this is a world movement. So the Gramsci strategy is used all over the world. So naturally, in a Muslim country, they have to come through Islam, and that accounts for part of today's anti-Western terrorism. One more point. Sure, sure, sure. This guy Buttigieg, right. his father, is the leader and f- one of the leaders and founders of the International Gramsci Society. So this is the movement, how the communists work through all the culture. They have to subvert our culture and destroy our culture. At the same time, they're replacing it with a Marxist culture, mostly coming through now under the guise of socialism, because that yeah. doesn't sound as threatening as Marxist or communist. But this is what it is. So Gramsci, people go to look it up. Antonio Gramsci. Gramsci's G-R-A-M-S. C-I. Yeah, he, he passed in 1937. Yeah, I mean, he and uh, he and uh, Alinsky uh, are two peas in a pod. Yeah, no question. Implemented worldwide, and uh, I mean, they they got the young people, so we have a big battle on yeah. our hands. Yeah, we they do. They can't stand Trump because he stands in the way. Trump is, he is like a savior. I'm not particularly religious, but God could send anybody to save you. God forbid I'm dying in a fire. I don't care who comes to save me. Right, well, Trump right. Trump is at that position now. He's saving this country, and the people who are trying to tear it down know he stands in the way, and they hate him for it. You're, you're right, Jimmy, and, and Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Appreciate that. Now, Jimmy's right about Antonio Gramsci, and, and uh, again, it fits in with Saul Alinsky, who, uh, you know, Obama and Hillary were, were big fans of, and he's not making up the thing about uh, Buttigieg's dad and the Gramsci Society. He's not making that up. And, of course... Uh, Pete Buttigieg, who uh, Robert De Niro has endorsed. What else do you need, right? Um, Recently, one of the uh, debates compared Christianity to uh, radical Islam, you know, Uh, and and they're saying and they're saying Pete is is a moderate Democrat. He's a he's a moderate. I don't want to I don't want to know what. uh, what one of the radicals would be. But, yeah, you're right, you know. It reminds me about uh, one of the things I learned in college. A guy who was a few years older than me when I was in college uh, was trying to uh, warn me. He said, nobody gives you information for free. They want you to do something with it. And if that's not obvious to you by now, when you turn on CNN or MSNBC, when you pick up the New York Times, the Washington Post, and if that's not obvious, I, I don't know what to tell you. But the last caller reminded me of something funny. You know, Eddie Murphy returned to 
Saturday Night Live last Saturday night for the first time in many, many years. And he did a reprise of uh, several of his uh, different characters from way, way back in the day in the 80s. One of the ones he didn't do was the uh, the poet. I, th- I think he, I think he was uh, went by the name of Tyrone Green, and I'll never forget <laughs> the, the poem that he read on Saturday Night Live back in the eighties. And it went something like this: "Kill my landlord, kill my landlord, C I L L my landlord." So, as the caller mentioned, you know there there has to be. There has to be a, a feeling of, um, well, covetousness, you know? How come he's got whatever it is and, and I don't? And that's what's going on out there. All right, uh, 877-381-3811 as we roll along on the Mark Levin Show. Let's go to Bill in Norwalk, Connecticut. Bill, you're on Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in. What's up? Hi, I, I wanted to comment on uh, Representative um, Clyburn and his comments about uh, hanging, and I think it was an inappropriate time and place. Um, yeah, for people just tuning in, what Bill's referring to, we played a clip earlier on the Mark Levin Show of the third most powerful Democrat in the U.S. House of Representatives telling John Berman on CNN, who's... John Berman's just trying to ask about articles of impeachment. When are you going to let him come over to the Senate? And Jim Clyburn says, well, we need to let him have a, a trial and, and then hang him. And we're all like, what? I'm sorry, Bill. I just want to clarify for people just tuning in. Go right ahead, sir. No, I understand that. Say that in a state like South Carolina, which has an ugly history about uh, hanging. And yeah. It has a very bad connotation. Yeah. But I'd like to say this. Uh, they're talking in the wrong queue because with all the bad publicity, that our president is getting. I've been watching the rallies, and I saw one in Battle Creek, uh, Michigan, the other night. There were thousands of people, and thousands of more had to be turned away. Yeah, they're not. This isn't working. The president is getting stronger than ever. Yeah, he is. He is, and, and thank God for that. And, and Bill, I appreciate your call. Merry Christmas, brother. Thank you very much. Uh, thank God for that because if you're one of those people who is so thankful that we dodged the bullet with Hillary Clinton, you got to understand that all these Democrats running for president right now, even the ones who seem and sound normal, like Andrew Yang or Tulsi Gabbard, they all are a kindred spirit with Hillary when it comes to the policies that they stand for. Most of them sound like stark raving lunatics, whether it's um, uh, Warren or Biden or Sanders. A couple of them sound, look kind of normal. Andrew Yang, Tulsi Gabbard. But when you look at where they stand on policy, they're just as radical as all the rest of them. That's something that you need to uh, remember. Now, Tulsi... I thought for a long time, and by the way, it was hilarious when she took out Kamala Harris in an earlier debate. Um, I thought for a long time that Tulsi is trying to position herself for 2024. Of course, she knows she's not going to get anywhere near the nomination this time. But she also knows whoever does is going to be crushed by Trump on November 3rd, 2020. And I think Tulsi Gabbard the congresswoman 
out of Hawaii is trying to position herself so that after Election Day 2020, she could go, guys, look, I tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. She could say, look, I'm a liberal Democrat. I'm with you. You know, I want to achieve what you want to achieve. But I tried to tell you that it wasn't going to work the way that fill in the blank did it, whether it's Elizabeth Warren or Mayor Pete or um, Biden or, or Bernie Sanders or whatever. Um, because, you know, a lot of times, like back in the 80s, when, uh, when Mondale and, and Dukakis got crushed so badly, then in 92, they were looking for a guy who didn't seem quite as liberal as they did. And they got him in. And I'm going to spare you. I'm going to spare you. You're the, uh, my Bill Clinton impersonation. But Tulsi Gabbard is trying to set herself up to be the Bill Clinton of the 2024 election, minus the sexual harassment, if, uh, if I may. All right, more calls coming up at 877-381-3811. The Mark Levin Show continues. Doc Washburn filling in for the great one. Mark Levin. Hey, it's Mark Levin Show. Doc Washburn filling in from Mark's affiliate, K-A-R-N, in Little Rock, Arkansas. Just delighted to be here. and want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah. Uh, Mark, of course, will be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, I'll be filling in the day after Christmas, uh, Thursday the 26th. Let's grab some calls at 877-381-3811. Let's go with uh, Richard the Liberal in New York. You're on the Mark Levin Show. What's up, Richard? Uh, mostly the sky, uh, Doc. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, everything's up for grabs today, including the uh, uh, whatever's up for grabs. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, why is everybody bothering this uh, lovely Nancy Pelosi? What did she do wrong? Uh, an unconstitutional impeachment, Richard. Uh, other than that, um, you know, that, that's, that's the main thing that's on our plate today. There's nothing in the Constitution saying you can impeach a president because he wants to ask a court if a subpoena is legal. But that's, that's behind the obstruction of Congress deal. Are you a lawyer? Uh, no, sir. Oh, that's good, because I think, um, nor am I. So at least we're on a uh, level footing. I wanted to ask you something personal, if I may. Uh, in, in high school or in college, did you play any sports? Uh, I did not play collegiate sports, but I've you know I played church softball. I don't know if that counts for you, but uh, uh, well, it it it's uh, sported. No, but I mean, did you? Uh, that that was it. You. Uh, well, uh, I, I'm just curious uh, what gave you the mind frame and the mindset that you have. And usually, uh, at a period of time, usually in high school or junior high, uh, the sports preference for a male or perhaps a female can be yeah. a determination of what their future uh, holds. So really? I was wondering if you did wait, anything. Wait a minute. So there's a you you see a you've seen some kind of um, uh, evidence that there is a tie-in between a sports preference and a political worldview. I absolutely I'm so, do, and I think really? most of the. Uh, I think the intelligentsia would agree. Uh, but at any rate, uh, in college, did you pursue any sports, or were you uh, like a, uh, a self? Uh, you know, no. Uh, no, I, I used to run long distance at, at night, and uh, at one time we tried to put together a flag football thing, but it kind of fizzled out. Um, but no, I, I did not pursue any collegiate sports. So, so how does what does this have to do with Nancy Pelosi and impeachment? I'm I'm trying to figure out. 
One, because I wanted to determine what your level of uh, competitiveness or combativeness uh, was. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm very competitive. I'm very competitive. And somehow, by the grace of God, I'm on, uh, you know, the, the third most listened to uh, uh, talk radio show in, in America. Um, but what what is your, let me ask you, because uh, what is your... Um, uh, idea about why the impeachment is is a good thing. How do you justify it? it it's only because I think that the current leader uh, has no dignity, and I think a president of any country should have dignity. And when okay, so is- so 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 we're impeaching over over uh, our thought of morality instead of saying, doggone it, we've got to make sure that we nominate the best Democrat possible so we can defeat this guy November 3rd of 2020, which is going to be here before you know it. I'm not sure why the impeachment seems to be the way to go when the Constitution is very clear about... uh, treason, bribery, high crimes, and misdemeanors, and the Democrats haven't come up with any, why not just say, um, I need to decide who I'm going to back to run against this guy and do everything I can to defeat him because I don't like the fact he has no dignity. Doc, if you can back up a little bit. You're in doing a, a constitutional interpretation based on being a person who's not really qualified, not being a lawyer, to interpret the Constitution. <laughs> All right, Richard. Th- right? Thanks, thanks for your call, Richard. Thanks for your call, Richard. I appreciate it. That's called the appeal to authority. Uh, it's one of the uh, the, the ten standard um, logical fallacies that that are out there. And and Richard gave it the old college try. Um, let's see, uh, Rob in Oswego, Kansas. Rob, we got about one minute, bro. Let's make it count. What you got? Okay, I'll make it quick. That last caller kind of threw me off a little bit because he's as kooky <laughs> as the rest of these days. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what I was going to say was all they have done, other than waste taxpayers' money and time, they're only doing this because they know they can't beat him. You know? Right. Um, right. And our last caller did not want to answer that question. Uh, you know, Richard, I mean, you know, if, if he's that undignified, if he just makes you crazy, you think he's doing bad things for the country, why aren't you trying to do whatever you can to nominate the best Democrat to, uh, to go against him? And all he had was, well, you're not a lawyer, so you can't uh, figure out the Constitution. Wow. I talk to I talk to these people, liberals, every day. Yeah. And I ask them why, you know, why, why do you hate him? They don't want to talk about the good things you've done. I'm telling no. you. No, they, they got nothing. Rob, we got to run to it, brother. Merry Christmas. Thank you very much. I'm Doc Washburn. Uh, Mark Levin will be back in a couple of weeks, and I'll be back Thursday, the day after Christmas, right here on The Mark Levin Show. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.